0: What's up, Rail Splitter fans? Welcome to this week's edition of The Rail Splitter. We'll be talking about our visits to the Civil War battlefields and some current news dealing with Lincoln in the Civil War. Now, now, now! Not five, not four,
1: not two, just three! The Rail Splitter, axe in hand, looking out at a frontier of hope and possibility in excellent to each other and party
0: on dudes hey what's up everybody this is (laughs) nick your favorite rail splitter uh joining me today on the show is uh rail splitter mary hey what's up hey rail splitters that was
1: an awesome intro (laughs) i felt like i was at a wrestling match
0: yeah we paid big dollars to get that one done from a voiceover actor um uh, his uh twitter handle is tangy so yeah if you're looking for that
1: <laughs> jare was actually doing that at chickamauga this weekend he was talking at dinner one night he's like what if they had made it like a pay-per-view type of thing and i'm like it's a battle
0: <laughs> uh yeah that would have been awesome and he's like uh, tune in
1: tomorrow night for the epic conclusion will will thomas hold that ground on snodgrass hill
0: <laughs> everything's more entertaining when you treat it like a wrestling match i find yes. so um Although my students disagree. I often use <laughs> wrestling analogies to try to make historical points. Um, but just like a few listeners, they don't appreciate wrestling as much as they should. <laughs> it is a lost, it, it's not lost art. It's an underappreciated art. I will say that. So, so what's up up in Canada?
1: Well, there was a news story in the paper last week about the Lincoln assassination in canada yes
0: it was the canadians that they were behind it all they they?
1: were totally yeah they were all from not from ontario (laughs) i won't say which province
0: uh first of all dude i don't think i'm totally taking this off the rails right (laughs) now uh a canadian hockey team is never going to play uh, stanley cup again just for the record
1: oh i know the leafs the leafs suck
0: so, you know, just wanted to throw that out there. But anyways, what about this newspaper article you found?
1: Okay, so there is a local history teacher. His name is David Yates. Um, actually, sorry, he's retired uh, now. Um, but every for years in the Goddard Signal Star's local paper, but it also appears in other papers in Huron County as well. He writes a story about, like, interesting history from Huron County. So is he's
0: a high school teacher or a yep, professor? Yeah, high,
1: high school history teacher.
0: All right. Shout out to him.
1: Um, he actually, when he was cleaning out all his books from his classroom, um, he used to come into, when I worked retail, he would come into, um, place I worked and he would buy the local paper and he and I would always talk and he would be like, I'm cleaning out my, my books and I have one for you. And like the next week he brought me in uh, manhunt, which, Sweet. yeah, which I didn't have a hard copy of it. I only had an, e- like, an ebook of it. So I was like, Oh, thank you so much. This is awesome. Um, he wrote an article one time about uh, General Sherman's visit to the town, as well. And just re- just recently, he um, published a book of a lot of the articles he's written, and it has been it's sold really well. And I actually gave it to one of my friends uh, for Christmas. Who's he's not even from Godrich, but he loves like little stories like that. So it's nice to see that local history, like being out there.
0: Um, so this guy like a regional hero.
1: And he's well known, I don't know if he'd be a regional hero. I mean, I guess he's for, hero to me. yes, yeah, he's actually a hero to me too, because of how much he writes about history and all that um so anyway, in this particular article, which was titled "William Keyes, Hunter of Lincoln's Killer," he is discussing a man named William Jeremiah Keyes, who he arrived in Godrich in eighteen forty nine at the age of twenty, and at the time Godrich was still just a very small town at that point, most of The people were concentrated in living near the harbor area, which the harbor and the beach, you have to go down this gigantic hill to get to it. So there was a lot of like businesses down in that area. Um, But then there were still businesses like, you know, up above as well. Um, Anyway, so he bought quite a bit of land in the area because at the time it's a flourishing, you know, settlers are starting to come in. He co-owned a foundry as well as the Huron Signal, which is a local newspaper. And that's one of the papers that, when they amalgamated, became the Goddard Signal Star. So in 1860, he moves from Goddard to uh, Nick's favorite city. Nick, what's your favorite city?
0: I'm assuming this is a joke. It it is totally uh, a joke. The cesspool known as Buffalo. (laughs)
1: Exactly. So he moves to Buffalo, New York. Unfortunately, his wife... um, and didn't want
0: to go there. She's smart.
1: Yeah. Unfortunately, oh. his wife ends up passing away and so do his two kids. And they're actually buried here in the local cemetery. So I think I might do a uh, history trek sometime out there and find them um, and take some. I just I want to see where they are out in the, the local cemetery. In June 1863, he enlists in the 16th New York Calvary, which I'm sure many rail splitters are familiar with. He's soon breveted to the rank of captain. And the 16th New York Calvary gets a lot of fame in April of 1865 when they are assigned a tracking down Booth after he has assassinated Lincoln. So the one, the one thing the article didn't mention was that the Calvary is also led by another Canadian, Edward Doherty, who is buried in Arlington National Cemetery. So go Canada. Um, and then, so Keyes is involved in this very important historic moment in capturing Booth, and Booth subsequently, as we know, he gets shot by Boston Corbett and dies. Um, when the units, um, they disbanded, I think soon after this, and Keyes delivers the keynote address commemorating this event, and he's discharged from service in 1865. So he moves to Sarnia, which is about 90 minutes from Godrich, and that's where I always cross into Michigan, into Port in Michigan. And he's got some unsuccessful business ventures. He ends up remarrying in 1869. He moves back to Nick's favorite place, Buffalo.
0: I don't know why I do that. Maybe because he likes live Phil in Moore. There once.
1: Maybe he liked it because uh, there. He likes Fillmore. <laughs> um, and the article doesn't say when he passes away. Um, but in Godrich, there's a street named after him called Keys Street. So we do commemorate him here. And his name is actually, it's not spelled K-E-Y-S. It's K-E-A-Y-S. So it's a bit of a different spelling.
0: Does he know how to spell?
1: No. (laughs) Maybe it's pronounced Maybe It's like A's. -A's. -A's.
0: Reminds me of Joe Dirt, where he was like, Joe (laughs) Dirtay.
1: But that is our first news story.
0: No, that's awesome. It's always kind of fun when you can find a tie to a major historical event from your local area yeah and and
1: it's nice to find the local connection to lincoln and the civil war here
0: yeah no and i think every town has a tie like that to some maybe not to the assassination but definitely to some Mm -hmm. historical event because in reality the world is a relatively small place
1: it is yep
0: that's why we got to keep it clean people recycle
1: (laughs) reduce reuse recycle
0: Reduce, reuse, recycle. I agree with that 100%.
1: That's our PSA for tonight, Real Splitters.
0: It was Earth Day last week. This week? Last week.
1: Earth Day was uh, Saturday.
0: Yeah, so I did not litter that day, and that's pretty good for me. That's awesome. I usually litter a lot. No, I don't litter.
1: <laughs> Gold star for Rail Splitter, Nick.
0: <laughs> carry it in, carry it out. Yeah. That's the model I live by.
1: And so what is our... Actually,
0: sp- that would not be a good model Like, if you went to the bathroom. so Yeah, I no,
1: that's not... When
0: I go camping, that's what I live by.
1: Yeah, so. don't listen to Real Slyverneck on that one. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, but my news article next? Yeah. yeah. And then we'll get to the other one? Yeah. All right. Uh, I saw on Twitter the other day, Smithsonian wrote an article, and it was in regards to the Ken Burns documentary, Civil War. Uh, because recently PBS put out a reconstruction documentary. Um, I don't know if you got a chance to watch it.
1: I didn't, unfortunately. Like, people kept tweeting at me and saying, Are you watching this? And I'm like, No, I had no I Like, I've been so busy with stuff that I completely missed it. So I'm hoping I'm going to take a look this weekend and see if they're replaying it and then set it up to um, record.
0: And, Well, this is like all setting up for me to talk about what I saw. I didn't see it either. But I heard a lot of good things about it, actually, that it Mm -hmm. does a very nice job. Uh, But the article basically talks about they were kind of making the argument that it's time for a new Civil War documentary. And the main critique was that he doesn't really get into the slavery issue. Basically, that it's really just a documentary about the battles. Um, And I kind of agree with that 100%. And that they didn't utilize the historians that were out there as much as they could have. Kind of bringing reference to Shelby Foote. Mm -hmm. You know, he was not a historian in practice. He was more of a journalist. Um, You know, he's got some quotes out there, too, where um, they definitely come across as kind of making excuses. Or maybe kind of, you know, justifying the lost cause for the South. Um, So, and we've brought this up, too, I know, on the show before. So. Kind of a reboot of the Ken Burns, especially since a lot of the social stuff, especially race relations, especially here in America, um, has definitely been talked about um, a lot deeper since that came out. Like, when did that come out? Do you know? Oh, 100? I was. Eighty nine. No. Eighty
1: nine. I think I was that, was. that long ago? Seven, eight years old when it came out. I vaguely remember watching it. I remember being really young.
0: I can't type fast enough to get the quick answer to this. Ken Burns' Civil War came out. Of course, it doesn't pop up right away for me. 1990. Wow. So 1990. Okay, Okay, so So, I was eight years old. I I think definitely from a movie making, obviously it revolutionized documentaries, historical ones. I mean, from (laughs) a production standpoint, I mean, that's what Ken Burns does. He does it well. His team does a great job of that. Um, But... The argument was basically kind of a you know, a better telling of the full history, um, giving it more time. You know, they talk about like slavery's not even mentioned till until like the first nine or ten minutes into yeah. it. Kind of breaking down how much slavery was talked about like how much time actual like historians who specialize in like, you know, um race relations, how much time they got in the dock compared to Shelby Foot. Um, mm-hmm. who, you know, who's a journalist. Um we got like 45 minutes of total airtime, which is um, quite amazing. So um, just kind of how it hasn't necessarily stood up to the test of time as far as it looking at the causes, the social impact, um, a proper, accurate representation of what slavery was.
1: Yeah, I, so. I I would agree with that. And I mean, I still recommend Ken Burns to people getting into the Civil War. I say it's a mm-hmm. great introduction, but to read you know, more recent things that have come out, because a lot more research has been done. And, you know, I think that the point of slavery needs to be brought more alive in the next big documentary about the Civil War that's done, which hopefully there will be one like that sometime. You know, you would think with all the the recent books, the recent research, and with all that's going on in America right now, like, I think it's probably time. And the one part of that documentary that stands out for me the most is Barbara Fields. I th- hope I'm getting her name right at the end when she said the civil war is still happening. And that is the one thing that is still relevant today.
0: No, I agree with that. Um, yeah. And this late, I don't know if it was a lady who wrote the article or a guy, but they're looking for a team. If you're listening right now, just, you know, give me a hundred grand. I'll dedicate a whole year, get a crew together and let's go rock and roll. Let's, let's start this. <laughs> yes.
1: That would be, like, the dream, right?
0: Dude, it would be the dream. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's the next step for my filmmaking is to get a big grant. Um, Go do that. Well, maybe not that, but that project. Unless you're listening and you're ready to start this, let's go. I'm ready. I know some former students who are great behind the camera. <laughs> I'll do all the paperwork, you know, lining up the stuff nobody wants to do. Uh, just bring me along for the travels
1: I will vouch for Rail Splitter Nick
0: Mary you could even leave interviews I'll just I'll do the slight okay so that's awesome all right Rail Splitter film crew hit us up on Twitter
1: (laughs) and so on to my new story
0: yeah Um, you got another one
1: okay so it, it actually kind of um leads into what you were discussing with the reconstruction with the slavery and all that um So there was a new statue General Grant unveiled at West Point, which when I hear that, I'm like, why was there not one there before? It's Grant. Like there's one of Lee there. Why not Grant?
0: Yeah, Grant whipped his ass.
1: Exactly. Grant whipped a lot of people's asses, including Braxton Bragg. (laughs) At, uh, when he came to, when he came to Chattanooga after Battle of Chickamauga, um, So there's been several articles written about this. The statue was actually unveiled today at West Point. One of the articles I read was written by Ronald C. White Jr. And I will tweet it out um, once we've released this episode because it's a really good article, well worth reading. Uh, White is a very good writer. And as we know, he's written the really awesome grant bio, American Ulysses. Um, So the statue was originally supposed to be unveiled on March 4th. Um, but was delayed due to weather. And March 4th of this year was the 150th anniversary of Grant's inauguration of President, which is why they wanted this statue. Um, So White in this article discusses how Grant is now being seen in this more positive light, and that's because of new research that's been done. Um, There's been... The Grant memoirs released that have been the, the annotated version, which have kind of reinterpreted how we view General Grant. And even uh, White's American Ulysses does that too. Like it portrays Grant in a very positive light, which I think is well deserving. Like, yes, as president, he had, there was a lot of scandal, but looking back now, I think it's being reevaluated. Um, So the sculpture stands seven foot six, which is considerably taller than Grant's five foot seven. Um, A little bit. Yeah, just a little. Um, He's, it was sculpted by Paula Slater and Grant is wearing a general's uniform with a full, with a full four star display. And white makes mention that Grant never would have like, he didn't like to dress that way. So he probably would have been looking at the statue with a slight smile on his face. Like, Oh, this is uncomfortable, you know, kind of like when he was at the white house and, Seward made him get up on that couch
0: because Grant... I want a statue of that. I, that of would this, be... <laughs> this guy awkwardly standing on a sofa.
1: With Seward, like, standing right below him, like, saying, like, look, yeah. it's General Grant. Um, but there was a really good quote from the article that White wrote. Mean-spirited presidential policies are helping to spawn a dramatic rise of hate speech and hate crimes the dedication of Grant's statue can help Americans rediscover a leader whose moral example is much needed today.
0: I will not disagree with that No one bit.
1: Neither will I. I thought that was, I'm like, wow, he's not only has he told you what his politics are, <laughs> but he's yeah. nailed it. Like that was, I was like, wow, that's, that's perfect. Um, so Grant is directly across the field from Dwight D Eisenhower another West Point graduate who became president. Um, And as I said, it's the 150th anniversary of Grant being inaugurated as president this year. So how fitting is that? So he finally has his statue at West Point, which is awesome.
0: Yeah. I was just at West Point not too long ago. I wonder where it was put even built.
1: It's at like apparently the field where the cadets do their parades or drills every day or something.
0: Oh yeah. I know what you're talking about. West Point's beautiful. I would love to get there. It's just, uh, Yeah, especially if you go in fall, it's kind of just in the woods, kind of a hilly area. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, it's beautiful. There's some cool statues. Um, What was it, John Sedgwick? Did I say that right? Yeah, he has, like, one out there, and then, like, it's got, like, a spur on a boot. And I think kids go there, like, for good luck on test nights and stuff. Oh, wow. Um, I got some photos of that. I should upload those. I want to go
1: to the cemetery there, because that's where I think um, Buford is buried.
0: Yeah, I did not go to the cemetery. No, I did not. We did, like, a tour. You go in there. They got, like, a cool museum. Mm-hmm. It, like, takes you through, like, what it's like to be a cadet there, like, each of the four years. Um, And then there's, like, a historical one, too, which that's all right. Um, But, yeah. Beautiful place, So Beautiful campus.
1: So you would recommend people visiting yeah, it?
0: Yeah, if you're out in that area, definitely. So... um. It's not too far from New York City either. Okay. So,
1: and how long does yeah. the tour take?
0: Oh, it's like a bus tour. You get out at like three or four stops, maybe forty-five minutes. I'm not sure what their policy is on like just walking the campus, but we were there during their winter break, so there wasn't any cadets. Oh, there okay. At that time, or very few if any, I guess. It's very um, cool. Yeah. Definitely. It was a cool place to be, for sure. A lot of history there. Um, Awesome. No, yeah, I think it's great that, you know, that's the great thing about history. Like, we're talking about the Civil War, the documentary, Grant. You know, I try to explain this to my students. It's like, I think history is fun because there is not a clear cut answer to a lot of this.
1: No, there's not. And the more I study the Civil War, and I realized it this weekend when I visited, I'm going to talk about it in a little bit, but I visited a general, I found a statue of General Claiborne and I did a Facebook Live about it. And I talked about how he's made me realize that it's not, and I hate to put it this way, it's not just black and white. Like there's so many different layers and so many, you know, the more I study it, Like, I get questions answered, but then I have more questions.
0: No, it's a lot like sports radio. I mean, you have things that took place. Yeah. But why did they take place? Mm -hmm. Why did it play out that way? And then you got the what-if scenarios, and then what was the cause and effect of all that, which makes it so interesting and fun to talk about, I think. Yeah. As we've done, what, almost 90 episodes of this?
1: Yeah, yeah. I think we're um, we're getting close to episode 90, I think, which is awesome.
0: So, I know you did some traveling, probably bought too many mugs. Um, I bought two. You, dude, <laughs> I
1: don't the, even know what to
0: say. I'm disgusted with your mug buy. At
1: the Garfield home, I bought two.
0: Dude, you don't even need, like, two Garfield.
1: I, I bought none at Chickamauga. Do you know what I said? I said, if yeah, I buy another buy mug, then Nick is going to freak out at me. And then so is Jerry, because Jerry's the mug police.
0: Well, how many did you buy at Chickamauga your first time?
1: I didn't buy any. I have none from Chickamauga.
0: My, that's bullshit.
1: I don't. Seriously.
0: I think that's I have why. a General Thomas
1: mug that I bought in in Gettysburg. You
0: know, hey, Jer, when you're editing this, feel free to grab a mic and insert how many mugs you bought at Chickamauga because you and I both know <laughs> I'm sure it's at least five. So <laughs> you can just insert that in nicely here. Um And you have every right to be the mug police because (laughs) there's no reason for that to make any damn mugs. But, uh, (laughs) yeah, so where'd you go? When'd you leave? How long did it take? What'd you listen on a car ride? Uh, What (laughs) CD did you pop in? Uh, where did you stop to eat? Just give us all the details.
1: Okay. Well, the first one I'm going to talk about is um, I went to Ohio a couple weeks ago to stay with um, my friends. Like Lincoln belongs to the ages. Jeff went to stay with him and his wife for the weekend. And visited. as I
0: like to say, G off.
1: Yeah, G off. Yeah. He G probably off. hates that, doesn't he? He gets it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I went there and um, we went to the Garfield home. But actually, so what did I listen to on the way there? I binge listened to the Tattooed Historian podcast.
0: I'm almost all caught up, and I'm going to give it a listen once. I'm like two episodes from being caught up, and then I'm going to start, I think, from the beginning of this.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. I binged it all the way there, all the way back. Um, and then I had, I got caught up with the most okay. recent episodes um, while I was at work because um, I shelve books a lot of the time, so I need something to listen to while I do that. Um, so we went to the Garfield home and as many real sweaters know, I visited the Garfield home in September and I did just like the normal house tour and visited the museum. Well, they happen to have a couple behind the scenes tours you can do. And one of them is just called the behind the scenes tour and the other is called the behind the ropes. So the behind the ropes tour takes you into the exhibit areas and you get to look at some of the artifacts a little bit closer, which I would love to do that tour sometime. I did the behind the scenes tour, which takes you into places that visitors don't, normally get to go um and gives you a little bit more of like well what exact which building are we standing in um so for instance the um so the carriage house, which is where the visitor center museum is, like used to be the place where they kept their their horses. I didn't realize that the first time I was there, like I knew it was a carriage house, but then when um so the park ranger that led us through his name's Dan. And it was his first time giving the tour by himself, which he did a really great job. And he's actually um, a member of our Railswitter Facebook page now. So if he's listening, hi, Dan, thank you for the tour.
0: Um, Shout out to Dan. Yeah. You're the man, dude. <laughs> uh, I'll hit you up when I'm coming.
1: <laughs> so then like, he's like, okay, and this is where they used to keep the horses. Like, And we're in exhibit space. And I finally saw it. I'm like, oh, yeah, this definitely was a horse stall. So it made me see that building a little bit differently. Um, We went into the attic of the Garfield home, which is where they have like all the ductwork for their HVAC system. And it's actually also where they used to have like a museum. And you can see the places where like the exhibits used to be, which I couldn't imagine being up there looking at exhibits like on a July day. It like it was warm enough when we were up there the first weekend of April. Um, Got to go up in the windmill, which the windmill was used to get water to the house when the Garfields lived in it. So it was cool to be up there. There's different buildings outside that we got to see um, go in the basement, which is where we got to see where they kept all the coal to heat the house with. Um, And it was like, I mean, not everybody might be interested in seeing that, but I love the behind the scenes tour. I thought it was just kind of a different take on the, like, you know, having been on the regular tour, which I would recommend doing. And the Garfield home recommends this to doing the tour of the home and the museum, before doing any of the behind the scenes tours, just so you have that overview of the history of the Garfield of the Garfields and the home that they lived in. And the home is located in Mentor, Ohio, which is a beautiful little town near Lake Erie.
0: Badass. So Badass.
1: So that was trip number one.
0: So am I am I plugging that's the game plan.
1: Yeah, you're next with your visit to Shiloh.
0: Which I, this is a visit to Shiloh that was like seven years ago. So, one marriage ago. (laughs) (laughs) Haven't been back there yet. Um, All right. Yeah, I went to Shiloh. Actually, Shiloh is, we talked about this last episode. Um, So, we talked about, yeah, basically the battle Shiloh, part two, two, uh, wrapped it up. And it was the first battlefield I ever went to, so it kind of hooked me from that point. So kind of out in the middle of nowhere uh, when you're driving out there, you know, kind of the wilderness, kind of the border there, Tennessee, Mississippi. Um, But yeah, it's a really well-kept battlefield. Um, The visitor center, you know, um, is, I would say, definitely not Gettysburg level. I mean, they know Gettysburg is the main destination for Civil War battlefield visitors, and they've definitely done up the museum there, um, and that's really one of a kind when it comes to Civil War visitor centers. Um, but I would say this is comparable to Antietam, though. Um, there's a little area, um, they got a movie clip, like a lot of the battlefields do. they got a little bit of museum, you know, display stuff, and of course, like every good Civil War battlefield. The bookstore, where Mary goes and buys 27 mugs. but... Um, I did not buy any mugs when I'm down there. Boo. But it's got a great uh, travel tour. I mean, you could definitely get right up to Pittsburgh Landing, kind of right where um, they were. gives you a good idea kind of where they were coming in off of the Tennessee River. Um, And they got a bunch of different stops along the way, like a lot of the battlefields do. Um, You know, a lot of the car pass. Uh, they'll have the kind of the spots numbered if you kind of just follow that order a lot of times it goes into chronological order, so it gives you a really good understanding um, so I definitely recommend that this one, like many of the battlefields, has a ton of walking um so my ex wife was not the walker and the trooper that um that Kira is, so I did not do twenty two mile walk uh, on this battlefield um but yeah, I mean, it has all the main staples: Shiloh Church, uh, you know, the Bloody Pond. You got the Hornet's Nest, which is definitely cool. Uh, you definitely get a sense of kind of the Sunken Road. They got kind of like that fence lined up there. I did make her uh, charge it like I was shooting at her, um, so That's amazing. maybe that led. Maybe <laughs> that led to the divorce. Um, I don't know. Um, so, and then. You know, the bloody pond really stands out to me, especially all these years later, you know, just trying to visualize this it's called the bloody pond because that's where a lot of the wounded were. Um, you know, they made the makeshift hospital there at the church. I believe there's a story that all the limbs that were thrown out the window actually like ended up stacking as high as the window. Um, so it definitely gives you a good feeling, a good sense of everything. Um, it definitely is very well laid out. It, it, it's a good battlefield to go to. So I, I would recommend it um, if you're down in that way. One of the things I remember, they had like, they were doing presentation of like the weapons. I was kind of targeted at kids, but you know, they had like the uniform on. The guy was wearing a union uniform and the one guy's like, huh, how come you're not wearing a Confederate uniform? And, and I would be like, because I fucking lost. <laughs> um, <so. laughs> but I didn't. And I don't know if they did it on rotation, but the guy kind of played it off like, oh, just we did the Confederates not too long ago. But I know they did it. So I don't know if that's true, actually. <laughs> uh, yeah, but but it's a simple t- – I mean, you could definitely do it in a day. You could spend all day out there. There's enough to walk around to do that as well. Um, I probably spend way more time than the average visitor there. But you could definitely get a good understanding – and get a very knowledgeable understanding, especially if you go on the car ride in about two hours. Uh, the Corinth Battlefield, or as they say down there, the Corinth. Corinth. Uh, a lot of that was fought in the city, so that battlefield's not preserved, uh, really. But there is a great little museum there that I kind of found was a hidden treasure. So um, I would highly recommend going to that. They got some great displays. Um, they kind of walk you through. That's kind of where I really realized, because they fortified there. I mean, there was a lot of kind of almost trench warfare-ish type scenario played out there. It kind of talks about the city fighting that took place. So I really found that, and it was relatively new when I was out there. This had to be within the last 10 years. Um, So hopefully it still uh, is doing well and looks nice. But I would definitely recommend shooting over there. You can definitely do that in a Tay. Uh, Tupelo Mississippi is not too far, which mm-hmm. is the birthplace of Elvis. Um, so, you know, you could check that off the list as well. Um, there's some good camping down there and, uh, fishing, I'm sure. And then I guarantee, I, I don't remember where we ate, but I'm sure there's got to be a great, you know, little dive place. And I say that in respect, um, a little hidden treasure out there. I was going to do research, but I didn't get to it. There's
1: always but, hidden treasures.
0: But, um. I liked it. Definitely. I would love to go back there, especially since it's been about 10 years. But like I said, I mean, I could visualize, you know, the Pittsburgh landing, you know, kind of get an idea where they got pushed back. Um, you could definitely get out there to where uh, Sherman and his guys were overrun that first day. Get a great visual of that. Hornets nest is great. The church is still standing. Um, the cemetery, there's a cemetery there. Those are always kind of fun to go see. Uh, well, I don't know fun, but impressive. Um, yeah, so they got all the major landmarks still there and identified. Um got a nice, I don't know if nice, but the spot where Johnson was killed. Mm-hmm. Um you can see all that. So, highly recommend it if you're down there for sure. Make sure you get to Corinth. Um hit up that museum, uh, especially if you're a Civil War buff and then uh yeah. And if you love, you know, uh some rock music, uh, check out Elvis's birthplace.
1: Oh, that's that's real awesome and speaking of shiloh actually one of our rail splitters was there this past weekend jim was there and he posted some photos on the real Splitter page for everybody to see so if you want to see some pictures of shiloh just get, head on over to the real splitter facebook page and you can see them there
0: and i was just gonna go there who posted them
1: jim um let me see his name's jim miller and he said well he ta- he said well mary margaret was off exploring chickamauga i spent my easter sunday at shiloh here are some of the highlights so oh yeah looks like it was a beautiful day there
0: that does oh yeah shiloh
1: Shiloh church
0: there's a ton of monuments out there
1: yeah so i i think like his pictures are a great addition to your commentary on it yeah i think to give people like a visual
0: yeah no that's good this is uh it's always good when the two hosts are looking at pictures yeah on a uh audio podcast yeah well let me tell you this is why you need to get on to Rail Splitter Facebook.
1: Yes, head on over and I will approve you when you I check my on. Facebook.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, good stuff. Hopefully he enjoyed it as much as I did.
1: Yeah.
0: And then Mary went back to Chickamauga for what, the fifth time in two weeks? <laughs> I wish, yeah. Um
1: <laughs> Uh I'm I'm not like shy or ashamed of saying it is my favorite battlefield to visit i i mean i still love gettysburg and antietam uh but something about chickamauga
0: i feel like that's like the civil war hipster thing to say like how it is. is like oh yeah i'll take a, will take a bush light
1: yeah i gotta be rogue.
0: You're like a- you're the Civil War <laughs> hipster now
1: I gotta be rogue
0: <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. Gettysburg's great But uh, my personal favorite Favorite's is
1: Chickamauga. Chickamauga And yeah, <laughs> Little Round Top's amazing But you know, that Snodgrass Hill oh, It's way better
0: <laughs> Yeah, <Damn> hipsters <laughs> So, uh, how does this compare to the first time? Did you dive more deep into it? Did you go different places? Yep, uh, how did you tackle this?
1: I did um, So we, we drove down Um, so first, first day we stopped, we ended up stopping in Lima, Ohio, because the border was backed up for 45 minutes, which so much for my plan of like, I know it'll be smooth sailing if we cross at like 630 and we'll make it to Dayton. Didn't happen. Um, so on the, on the second day, uh, we were trying to find somewhere to eat and Jer looked on Google maps and he's like, Oh, there's a Chick-fil-A. The Chick-fil-A was on a university campus, which we didn't realize, so we we're driving around uh, Cumberland's Univer- University of the Cumberland's campus, and what do I see out of the corner of my eye but Lincoln?
0: Oh, yeah, I saw that.
1: So, like, I braked the car and nearly gave Jerry whiplash, and <laughs> I was just like, Lincoln! And I stopped in the middle of the road and pulled over, parked, and um, so, as some real splitters know, if they follow my Civil War fangirl page, um, I did facebook live this time which was taking myself out of my comfort zone i'm actually how many people might believe this i'm very introverted and shy and i don't like to be on camera but i'm like well i want to bring the battlefield and what i'm doing to people so that it can get a little bit more love and maybe people will want to come visit it so I did a Facebook Live at this Lincoln statue, and the Lincoln statue was really cool. I'll post some pictures of it, too, on the Real Splitter Twitter account, as well as on the Facebook page. But the plaque for the statue was about all of Lincoln's failures, which there seemed to be a lot more failures than what I remember. And one of those failures was his fiancée dying.
0: Mary, Todd, Mary the Todd died?
1: Anne Rutledge.
0: Wasn't his fiance.
1: I know and as I was doing the Facebook Live and reading that, I was reading it for the first time as I was doing the Facebook Live. I was like, I don't know if that's entirely accurate, but we'll go with it, whatever. Um, But nonetheless, it was a cool Lincoln statue, was unexpected to find it. So I did that. So um, we got to Chattanooga around 530. So we just basically went for dinner. We stayed at an Airbnb, which... If you're going to be in the Chattanooga area, I highly recommend looking for an Airbnb. They're way cheaper than the hotels. Like, we had one that was, like, comfortable bed. There was, like, a couple couches in the living area. We had access to movies to watch in the evening. Um, Full kitchen, great way to relax. Um, And it was in East Ridge, Tennessee. So I was right in the area of Missionary Ridge, um, which is where one of the battles that's actually where Sherman lost a battle against General Claiborne. Um, but it was South still
0: Barber drive to like the, get into the park. And to everything. the
1: battlefield probably about fifteen minutes, maybe nice. not. So not too bad. Um, there's a great little coffee shop in the area called just it's called just called Local Coffee. Obviously, <laughs> it, it's it's great. Like I just searched for Local Coffee and it came up. It was like less than a mile <laughs> from the Airbnb. So the first day it rained, and um, which I, you know, me, I don't care. I'll go battlefielding in the rain. Um, So we ended up going to Ringgold, Georgia, because there was this General Claiborne statue that I wanted to have a look at. And I tweeted about it just before I did that. And I had a few responses saying, Oh, I've been to Chattanooga before. I didn't know this statue existed. So I'm like, well, I definitely have to go find it now. And I like finding kind of out of the way things for people that, you know, don't get seen very often. So I found the Claiborne statue, but I had no idea at this Claiborne statue was also a marker for where the Atlanta campaign began. So that was like my ultimate history geek moment right there to be where the Atlanta campaign and actually, if you ask them in Ringgold, Georgia, um, I've had a couple people say to me, that's where the march to the sea began. So for me, it's about standing where they stood. And that was amazing.
0: Were you wearing your Sherman shirt?
1: Yes, I was. And I took a photo of me and my Sherman shirt next to General Claiborne because I thought it was time they had a bit of a a reunion.
0: Did you get mean mugged by the locals? Nope. That's right. They recognize. They know what happened.
1: Exactly. And I did sit in a winery. Like I had my, so it's funny, I had my Gettysburg hoodie on because it was a colder day, but obviously took the hoodie off so I could take the picture with the t-shirt on but we were in a winery later and i took the hoodie off and like jared was like oh my god <laughs> we're in georgia and i'm like that'll eh, be okay it was fine
0: do you drink your wine out of all the coffee mugs you buy occasionally Well, oh, okay
1: don't worry i make I feel use like of them
0: all our listeners probably think all right mary goes to battlefields wineries and buys coffee mugs
1: yep that's and books that's, that's mary yeah, actually, I have quite the vast collection of wine glasses too. I buy a wine glass at every winery I go to.
0: Damn. Dude, with the way you talk about wineries, you might have more wine glasses than coffee mugs. <laughs> I do. <laughs>
1: actually, it's about the same.
0: Do You got any room for your damn dishes at home?
1: A little bit, yeah. I've saved a little bit of space for them. We only need like a set, one set. Like it's just two of us.
0: So, I just see, I just see chair having to get off the same plate every night. Yep. God, can't we get another plate?
1: I have an extensive collection of um, unique glasses as well, because when I go antiquing, I buy different glasses. So I have souvenir glasses from, like, Tennessee, Georgia.
0: Dude, you got a problem. I know. You're a hoarder.
1: I am. (laughs) Totally am. Um, So that
0: was day one then? Rainy day was the trip to the statue?
1: Yep. And then we went back to the visitor center and we actually found out that they were doing a Facebook Live out on um, where the Lytle Monument is. And General Lytle was a Union general who was killed during the Battle of Chickamauga and he was from Ohio. He's buried um, in Cincinnati. And we went out there and we got to see this park ranger doing the Facebook Live which was really awesome. And Jared and I are actually on the Facebook live video, like as we run out of the way because they started, they turned and started walking towards us, but it was nice to see the the park ranger doing something like that and reaching out to people and bringing the battlefield to them. And I think they had quite a few views for that, which was nice to hear. And we got to talk to them afterwards too. So then we awesome. went, so then we went back to the visitor center, watched the video that's there looked around the museum which it's not it's not Gettysburg like you said about Shiloh but it still is a really good the video is excellent overview of the battle and the little like the museum that they have is has some really great displays the bookshop is nice as well yes I bought three books because I will make fun of you for that yeah exactly (laughs) yeah (laughs) you bought books oh my god what's wrong with you um, So we did that. And by that time it was late afternoon and we hadn't eaten lunch and we thought, well, maybe we need to eat. It's like four o'clock. Cause that's yeah. what happens when you do stuff like that. You forget to eat.
0: Yep. Then there.
1: Um, so then the main place we like to eat when we're there is called the terminal and it's in downtown Chattanooga and they have a great menu. They're also um, like a craft brewery to really reasonable prices um, so we had a couple of meals there. Um, and then we went to a place on Sunday called um, Urban Stack, which specializes in burgers. And again, very reasonable price. Their Their burgers are 100% Angus beef, and they're freaking amazing. They also have, like, vegetarian options, too. And they've got a turkey burger.
0: Turkey burger. Yeah. Gross. I know. <laughs> Bro. I'd rather eat a damn veggie burger. <laughs>
1: exactly so then day two was a beautiful sunny day so we started off at snodgrass hill and um that's where jra made a star wars reference where he was like hey is this where general thomas was like it's over long street i have the high ground which star wars fans will
0: revenge of the sith yep
1: Um, We also walked to where Bragg's headquarters was. So where we parked and where Bragg's headquarters was, was like a mile and a half away, which I don't mind doing something like that. Like I would walk that entire battlefield. Um, And so I would just park at the visitor center and walk it. Mm -hmm. Um, So seeing Bragg's headquarters where, well, the headquarters is not there anymore. They just, they have this like kind of pyramid shaped monument, which looks like it's made out of cannonballs, which there's a lot of those on Chickamauga battlefield. And originally they used to be made out of actual cannonballs, but people were chipping them and stealing them. So which, why would you do that? Um, and that's another thing about Chickamauga is there's lots of off the beaten path markers and monuments. So if you see a path leading into the woods, take it because odds are it's going to take you to some monument to explain a little bit more of the battlefield to you. Um, we also met up with my friend Jessica and her brother, Michael and Jessica is, um, she's in a wheelchair all the time. She went off the beaten path with us. She did real like, and so she's now think she's now like, Oh, I can go and explore other battlefields. Cause I know my wheelchair can take the kind of the quote unquote off-roading. So she was right there along with us, which was really awesome. We had, um, great time exploring it with them. We went back to Snodgrass Hill and we went down this one path and we found a couple North Carolina monuments. And that's where long, some of Longstreet's troops would have been like running up the hill to, to attack Thomas. And Longstreet launched 25 separate assaults at Thomas that day. And Thomas, as we know, he held on for a long time. Like that dude is a badass
0: yep that's what he was good at Yeah, not good at getting up and moving
1: no but and he Staying could hold, there hold ground thing. while they retreat yeah. back into Chattanooga yeah. um, so that was a really amazing experience to do that to think like you know going down the hill was I'm like oh this is nothing but then when you're going back up it like I, I wasn't carrying a pack or anything I was like wow I would not want to be running up this as bullets are flying at me
0: now, is there a trail, this, or is this kind of like where, like, if you walked uh, Pickett's Charge, where it's just kind nope. of across a field?
1: Nope. It's, there's there's trails that lead off into the woods because Chickamauga is very much a wooded area. There's open fields, but there's wooded areas. But there's you can see kind of, like, paths where people have walked. Now, a lot of Chickamauga right now, it's very different from when I was there last year at the end of March. Um, so I'm about three weeks ahead of where I was last year. And the grass is very long. And I had a park ranger tell me, like, watch out for ticks.
0: Dude, man, I should, t- yeah. When I went to Antietam and Gettysburg that summer, man, I was getting ticks galore. I,
1: like, but, yeah. we were lucky we didn't get any um, at all, which um, his name's, I think it's CW Barr on Twitter. Thank- he's a park ranger at Chickamauga. And um, he and I recognized each other in the bookstore.
0: <laughs> that's pretty awesome yeah it was kind of was like
1: he looked at me he's like i follow you on twitter and i'm like i think i follow you
0: <laughs> dude you're a, a celebrity
1: no uh
0: i can speak though to the tick thing that that is legit so
1: yeah like where don't do what i did and wear short. i wore shorts which probably i shouldn't have done in hindsight
0: But man, you go to these battlefields in the summer, though, down especially since most of them are down south, you're going to need to be wearing shorts. Exactly. Just pay attention, is all I'll say. Yeah,
1: just check afterwards to make sure. But, yeah, the grass is very long at Chickamauga. Um, Snodgrass Hill is a very beautiful place to be in the evening. It still is my favorite spot on any of the battlefields, I think simply just because of what happened there. Um, Mm -hmm. I know Chickamauga is a Union defeat, but what Thomas did there to hold off the confederates and tire them out to the point where they're like oh we're not retreating back we're not going to follow them into to chattanooga um and i definitely recommend starting off at the visitor center and watch the video and if you're like me i mean i'm just like nick like the average person might need a day half a day i would probably need three or four
0: so what other battlefields have you been to i've
1: been to gettysburg and antietam so i haven't been to very many
0: why, why does Chickamauga stand out to you more than the other two, other I, than because you're trying to be a hipster?
1: Okay, other than I'm trying to be a hipster. I think because it was a Union defeat, and what happened after with the siege and General Grant coming down, and then you have like the battles of Missionary Ridge and Lookout Mountain and Ringgold Gap where they managed to hold on to Chattanooga because when you go up to Lookout Mountain, which we didn't do this year because last year you couldn't top the weather we had last year there, we decided, we're like, okay, we won't do it this year. Um, if we go back next year, maybe we'll go back up there. Um, but when you look down at Lookout Mount, from Lookout Mountain to Chattanooga, you see why Lincoln thought it was so important. Um, just the way the river flows around it, the railways that went into it, that he saw it as being as important as Richmond. So for the Union to manage to hold on to it and just how it opened up Georgia and made the way for Sherman to take Atlanta to do his march to the sea to end the Civil War, it's just, it's one of those things that it's like, wow, this was an important battle. And at first it was Union defeat, but because Braxton Bragg was running the show for the Confederates, you know, he didn't make a move on them.
0: Just for the record, if you were going to cast Brax, Braxton Bragg as a Sesame Street character, who would it be?
1: Oh, God. Who's the one with the big, bushy bushy eyebrows?
0: Oh, really? I was going to say Oscar the Grouch. Actually, yeah. <laughs> is yeah. there a big, bushy... Oh, I don't know what that guy's name is. Guy looks angry, right? Like, yeah, it's like, like Braxton
1: yeah. Bragg always looks angry.
0: Yeah, he did, yeah. But yeah. Anyways, I thought of that earlier, yeah. so decided to derail it.
1: No, that's fine. Well, apparently during the battle, like when the battle was almost done, uh, General Hardy went to Bragg and was like, hey, we've got this. And Bragg's like, no, we don't, because you guys haven't done it the way I wanted it.
0: Fucking Oscar. Like, <laughs> Ooh, I think I dropped like three F-bombs a show. That's um, fine. <laughs> And if Jeremy's mom's listening, I apologize.
1: <laughs> and if my mom's listening... I'm so sorry.
0: <laughs> my mom says she was listening, but I don't believe her. So uh, I don't
1: think my mom knows what a podcast is. <laughs> so
0: does that sum up the the trip?
1: Yeah, it, it's an amazing place to go, and um, it was night. Like when I did Facebook Live, I actually had somebody message me and say, "Hey, because of what you've been doing, my husband and I have booked a trip here in June." Which Dude. I was like, "Wow!" So it's like. Oh.
0: Dude, I just saw the the Inked historian just got a sponsorship from, like, the Battle Trust. Yep. Uh, Mary just got you guys some visitors, Chickamauga. Where is our sponsorship?
1: <laughs> and they so. don't like Gettysburg down there. Like, it's a rivalry. Like, when I walked in wearing my Gettysburg hoodie, the park ranger jokingly said to me, he's like, yeah, you can't wear that in here.
0: Yeah. <laughs> You just got us visitors. How was the social interaction with the Facebook Live?
1: It was very good. It was very well received. I didn't know how it would go because I've never done something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually reached out to Tattooed Tattooed Historian John because he's done it quite a bit just to get a little bit of of advice, which he was happy to give me. So thank you again for that, John. And I just thought, well, I'll do it. I enjoyed doing it. Um, It was nice to be able to connect with people that way and kind of bring... I love bringing history to people and showing them, you know, different things, different out of the way areas. Um, just cause I think, I mean, I love Gettysburg. It is one of my favorite places to visit, but like, I agree with loving all the battlefields equally because they all play such an important role in the civil war. And Chickamauga definitely was one of those ones that, um, you know, maybe not necessarily battled Chickamauga, but you know, what happened after with wrinkled gap, missionary Ridge and lookout mountain. um, that kind of secure, help secure the victory for the union.
0: Yeah. Let us know what you thought of Mary's Facebook live. And let us know if you think we should do the rail splitter should do more Facebook live. I would do, do a Facebook live.
1: I was actually thinking of doing that too. Yeah. Like, I'm like, but how can I do this? Because I'm, would it show up on my own timeline or would it show up on the rail splitter? Cause I was like, Oh, I should be doing this for them too. Like,
0: I don't know if should I try it right now. And I am chucking. Hey, we're live. Hey, hey, we're recording a podcast. No, I was
1: thinking why, well, like, I was actually thinking of doing one tonight before we started recording, saying like, "Hey, we're getting ready to record."
0: Oh yeah, and then they can see me like fumbling on. <laughs> <laughs> it's else for the neck? Uh, did you? What What do you have for the show? I got nothing. <laughs> Uh, I guess we do that on air, so they already know we that. do, yeah, <laughs> they know how
1: we are. It's all good,
0: well, that is exciting and awesome, so uh, yeah, we'll definitely have to start doing that as a rail split crew, mm-hmm. um, so I think it's time for two weekly segments. It is uh, for the people by the people. I got one ready if you don't.
1: you can go first
0: all right it's april twenty second Eric Lee. First of all, he posted that he got engaged. Mm-hmm. So, congratulations, Eric Lee, and on uh, future Mrs. Lee. Well, I guess that's not necessarily the case, but on uh, uh, to you and your fiance. Uh, that's not why I'm giving him a shout out, though. I'm not that nice. He also <laughs> posted uh, a book on the Facebook page Abraham Lincoln Pro Wrestler. It basically looks like a little kid's book, and basically it's Lincoln in the ring, like two little kids around him as he's lifting up uh, a heel wrestler above his head, Uh, and he's in his standard wrestling gear, which of course is a suit with the jacket and the top hat. So um, this looks pretty awesome. I'm definitely going to seek this book out. So shout out to you, and of course, congratulations, and your picture of the ring is Eric and his fiance in there, and right in between them, behind them, is Abraham Lincoln. Awesome. Which is the, from the statue in front of the courthouse in Shelbyville, Illinois. So, congrats. That's
1: awesome. Congrats.
0: Hey, All right. What you got?
1: I have one from, um, I'm sure a few real splitters follow this person. I don't know if it's a guy or girl. Civil War humor. Oh, uh, like, I thought oh, it was
0: President Trump.
1: Pardon? No. I thought it was going to be President Trump. <laughs> Civil War humor. humor. They're hilarious. Um, so he, on his Instagram account, uh, they posted a photo of Gen- the new General Grant statue. And they said, hey, it's good Civil War monument news. Pinches self. Grant finally got a statue at West Point. Grumbles. He should have got one years ago, if only for setting that horse jumping record the artist paula slater said she wanted to capture his anguish his heroism and his humility so that was my nice. that was my this week, that was my of the people by the people
0: i think i might have a bonus one okay yep.
1: yep we'll do bonus tonight
0: oh this goes from eric michael berg and you watch game of thrones mary
1: yes like jerry watches it so i kind of sit there and
0: so, sort of so you're it. familiar with the White Walkers.
1: Oh, very. I love the White Walkers. And how
0: it seems like the White Walkers have been walking on the wall forever. Yeah. Uh, so Eric Michael Berg, his tweet was, is it just me or has the White Walker been making about McClellan Pace toward Winterfell? <laughs> so, so true.
1: I saw that. That was awesome.
0: Uh, I thought that was great. You know, you reminded me of that when you said Civil War humor. So um and i agree it's like gosh darn let's get to this battle so yeah, well, this the, sunday though is where it's gonna be at
1: well the last episode was just like we're gonna die let's talk last about episode it
0: episode made me think about like man they really should have killed off some of these characters season seven so i didn't have to sit through a whole episode of this
1: i didn't watch the last season and we like at the airbnb we were at like Jer has some friends who were kind enough to give them give him access to their HBO account, so he was like, we got to be back by 9, and I'm like, you can watch it whenever you want. <laughs>
0: <No>. <laughs> but Wait, we, then You can't get on social media, though. Because it'll get spoiled.
1: I know, yeah. Well, that's that's why he's going to see the Avengers movie tomorrow night, because I'm like, we'll go Monday when it's not busy. He's like, no spoilers, so...
0: I, I'm already worried about getting on Twitter because I don't want it spoiled. Plus, then I work with a lot of kids, and some of them are assholes, so... <laughs> Um. hopefully they don't ruin. It. I probably shouldn't say that. that <laughs> <Jeez. now. But laughs> oh. There's assholes everywhere. You know, there kids, are yeah. adults, you know, some teachers are with their assholes.
1: My mom's uh, cat is an asshole missing. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, I, hopefully it doesn't get spoiled for me or there's a tool. AM showing here in Rockford. At oh, the I- okay. Mass. I should just go to that, go straight into school. Yeah. But, uh, all right. And then we have this week in Lincoln, yes. which is, not really Lincoln related, but Civil War related. Yes, and is awesome.
1: It was uh, so as I mentioned a little while ago, uh, like I was traveling with my husband Jeremy this weekend. So he's called Jerry on the show, and he he's big into Civil or Star Wars, like what the three of us are on the Real Spuder podcast. And um, he made a Star Wars reference, which let me just bring it up here. So he's got a picture of Obi-Wan in Revenge of the Sith, the lightsaber, only it's not Obi-Wan's face on there. It's General Thomas's face. And this is how it should have gone at, at Battle Chickamauga. So he's got this, he's made this meme, it's over Longstreet, I have the high ground.
0: Classic. <laughs> that is classic line from uh, Revenge of the Sith.
1: Yep. Yeah, I, I actually tweeted that out a few weeks ago, and I tweeted the gif out and said I'm like, basically Buford on day one at Gettysburg.
0: Yeah, I saw that. That was a good tweet. Oh, thank you. So, yeah, if you're not following Civil War fangirl, you need to.
1: Oh, thank you.
0: She she gets recognized literally wherever she goes.
1: Oh, I... <laughs> and I'm shy. If you say hi to me, I will be shy.
0: You should, like, hug her. No. To make it even more obvious.
1: <laughs> Actually, I do like hugs, so... I
0: Are do y- not like hugs. So if you ever see me, don't frickin' touch me. No, I'm just sure. Okay,
1: I'll shake your
0: But hand don't hug me, I don't I'll really like... I'll stand,
1: like, a mile away and reach my hand. I Hi, was talking Nick. to the
0: listeners. I wasn't directed to this you. I just realized how that was. Don't ever touch me. Don't
1: touch me if you see me. Don't ever look at me. In fact, don't even uh, look at me.
0: Yeah, so... Any anything else for the good cause? I think we've been at the hour runtime almost.
1: Yep, here. we are fifty-nine minutes.
0: All right. Well, I, I think we're done, huh? Yep. With uh
1: Keep walking the world with malice toward yeah, none.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Keep walking the world with malice towards none and charity for all. We're out.